One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Oh god. I don't even know what we're doing this episode. Mentally, Mentally, I'm not ready. When no, no one is prepared. Oh my god, you my know forehead what? has an unprepared ones that turn out alright. My whole face. I'm breaking out as well. I don't know what it is though, but I'm gonna get to the bottom of it. When my mum comes back, everything's gonna be fine. My skin's gonna, gonna be, be better. better. I'm gonna be glowing. Gonna be eating better. Eating better. I'm gonna be happier. Going on your walks again. Exactly. Someone can hold the fort at home. Life is back. The cats are gonna be looked after. They're gonna have their mother back. I know. But right now, you know, I have to deal with just. Now you're the eldest daughter. Hoyle at on. It's very sad. Right. Anyway. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Oversharers podcast. My name is Hartha. And I'm Colton. And we have a brand new episode, ladies. Let's go. How are you, Hada? <laughs> My fake, how are you? <laughs> how are you doing, I'm sweetheart? okay. I've had a good week, guys. My last week at work. How do we feel? Oh, so happy. I was so happy today, writing my hand over. Isn't it so like good that come. you can just live off podcast money now? Look at Hada, no, she's guys. quit her job. I'm next. <laughs> Moving on swiftly. So how are you feeling about this being your last week in the job? Just over the moon. Oh my god, I can see it on your face. You see our face, guys. You look like I will tell the truth when I exit my contract next week. Glowing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no guys, I'm actually really happy. Um Yeah. I'm how do you feel about like well how do you feel about the concept of basically just like relinquishing all responsibility? I was gonna say sh- shaming everyone in the exit interview. <laughs> Oh, the person that was supposed to do the exit interview has um, coincidentally gone on leave for one month, so I don't think I'll be doing an exit interview. The little buggers. You know, it's, it's, Can I say that? I, I don't, probably. It, it, to me, it seems very... Coincidental. But you know what? I just want to leave in peace. And you and will. And prosperity. Inshallah. Anyway, what else has been happening? Guys, there was Grammy last week. No, last Grammy's night. last night, and uh, my my mother, what the one and only Beyonce? Absolutely not. Who's my other mother? Taylor Swift. Taylor bloody Swift is having a new album on the nineteenth of April, and apparently this one. Can, before we go into the new album, how do you feel about her winning album of the year? And do you <laughs> think she snubbed Celine Dion? No, I don't think she did. I think she was just excited. Really. So she hugs. Also, Celine's got she like an autoimmune in the disease, no? She hugs the girl in the blue. Oh, was she not supposed to hug her? I don't. Yeah, like I don't think she was meant to hug her. Also, there was um, a picture of them backstage afterwards and they were hugging and doing whatever. I think so, she was word just on in the, the road is. I just think she was in the moment. Word on the road is. Taylor's got beef of Celine Dion. I'm joking. We're grasping at straws here, darling. What do you think of Jay Z's outburst? Um, I liked it. Also, I just feel like it was Kanye, but more carefully articulated better. Yeah, it was like Kanye, but with better. It was calmer. It was calmer, more humorous, and like the the digs were like under. It was. It was less. I would say it was less erratic. Indeed. Right? But I mean, the Grammys have always had issues with, I mean, rap album of the year is never even in the main show. I know. That's quite sad, really. I thought rap was the main culture boost for this country. It's where all culture comes from, let's be real. Music way, like influence, yeah, streetwear, just the vibe, the riz of it all. <laughs> all comes from hip hop. So it's a bit, it's a little bit sad that it's not in the main show. Yeah, what but you know, we, we had there, there were quite a lot of wins. Namely, oh my god, did you see Scissors win when she was running? <laughs> yeah, that was so that cute. Was cute. Who and else won? Dad running. Tyler. Is her name Tyler or is it Water? Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it Water? <laughs> oh 
because every time I see this song, it's always like Water Tyler, Tyler Water, Tyler, and I never know which water. one's her name. Oh my god, I sound like Georgia Steele not knowing people's yeah. names. That's Can we terrible. just talk about Georgia Steele for a second? <laughs> Last night's video. But if you guys don't listen to Love Island, skip this bit. But if you do, this is going to be fun. Last night's PDA. First of all, Callum and Molly, come on, you both want each other. Let's just get back together now. Yeah, I think now's the time to start rekindling things. You know what killed me is when Georgia mentioned Shauna. (laughs) I wanted the ground to swallow her up because it was just random. I was like, huh? Yeah, but you brought Molly back from Casa and Molly. What? <laughs> Whatever it was. What the hell? Whatever. Yeah. But it was just so random. And then Kaz's face was like, I was like, Shauna's got a baby. She's moved on. She's probably on the sofa watching this and, and seeing then Mo- her name mentioned. And then Molly's like, we've been together for three years. What's more history than that? Oh Georgia. Georgia was her. like, you know, when the straws are like, She's, she's grasping. Like, she was like clutching hard. She was trying her very best to have a storyline in that moment. It's not even the storyline. Just you got caught lying. Yeah, like she was just doing back and forth. It was a lot of gaslighting. And then you know, you know what made me laugh was Toby trying to stick up. For her. And then Arabella chimes in and was like, "Bitch, sit down." <laughs> I secretly feel like the producers told told Toby to do that because it just came out of nowhere. It was like very disingenuous. It didn't seem like he wanted to do that. It was and, like he and it, he's never done that before. Like to just yeah, randomly snub someone like it that. Fe- it felt like he was. Um, he was orchestrated under, under duress yes even. they told him to do that I just feel like in all the time he's been in three seasons now the games this one and the Chloe season he's ne- I mean he's been messy but not that messy yeah not to talk to someone that's a bit deep no Toby's behaviour though even p- picking Georgia to couple up with is like I feel like it was quite strategic because he obviously saw that Georgia and Callum came second in top two favourite couples. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so so he must have been thinking, right, I'm not getting anywhere with Arabella. I need to be in the favourite. Let me get Georgia back. The, they'll be in the topics all the time. Yeah. But then this is the thing. Like, if they if people vote Georgia out, it's going to be, be a very anymore, boring yeah. show, isn't it? I don't it? think they will. I hope they don't because I love her. Yeah. So basically because she just looks like so dainty and like... Do you know what I mean? She just looks like the archetypal. You know what I found funny? You know when her and Toby were sitting together and he was like to her, what are you going for? for? She said my long hair. She's so toxic. Before her family. She was like my long hair. And then it was something else to do with her looks. And then she was like my family. It was, she's just I was like, Georgia, what the hell? I don't know, but like, if she's got a screw loose. I really don't understand. People keep saying she's a bit narcissistic, but you know. But yeah, what Godother was saying about her weaponizing her you know it's like this angelic dainty like white girl archetype do you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's like I can do no wrong but I can say whatever the hell I want and do whatever and I want without with getting it. reprimanded for it also she weaponizes her tears quite a lot as well mm. she does a lot of crying but there's no actual tears coming and out and also another thing she does which I I, th- I think is like a very okay it's a bad skill to have but it, just the way she does it is amazing it's the deflecting so like someone will catch her out on something and then she'll pinpoint something else and then that will become the topic of the whole conversation I was like damn this girl's got skills is that not gaslighting yeah yeah she's yeah. gas- <laughs> gaslighting you like her for her gaslighting no but she does it so well like you don't even realise she's doing she's it good. suddenly I'm more engrossed in bloody I don't know some other story that she's talking about when I, and I've forgotten the original thing that she's been called out for She she's really good at minimising what she did to Callum yeah and I feel like Callum he's sticking up for himself but I feel like he's not he's not as articulate as Molly like I feel like Molly that one sit down that they had with each other she really triggered her yeah like Georgia was triggered yeah. whereas with Callum I feel like he's just not on that wavelength with yeah, her like he's not, he's not say, quick no. with the words he doesn't construct the sentences no. quickly he hasn't got the so she gets away backs. with it exactly so she gets away with it with yeah. him but with Molly zoom, mm-hmm. she shuts her up quickly anyway moving on guys <clears throat> you've been enjoying this episode so far please don't forget to like comment subscribe download the episode give us five stars on the spotify leave us a message in the comment box and also give us a review on the apple podcast thank you we love you and some other cute updates guys we have a sold out event remember i think last year I've, I've not even last year. I think the last two years we've been alluding to doing speed friendships and the event sold out. So we're going to be doing paint and sip on the 17th of February. 
Loads of you are asking for extra tickets. I don't even think we can because of the capacity. But it's okay, guys. Watch the space for more events because we're going to have, you know, ba- based on the success of this trial. Let's see how we do. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> Let's see if the girlies like it. And if you do, we're going to have more events. It's going to be. It's going to work out well. Um, oh my but- god! Why how have we not spoken about what we got up to this weekend? Guys, we met the most littest girls in Saviv on the weekend. And guess what? We met them the following day, the following evening at the Iskafulan Gala. And they were so fun. Like, I've never seen, like, a group of girls with more energy. I thought we were crazy. No, but these fine. guys are like, I just enjoyed being around them. Like, they're my energy so levels happy. were, like, up. My dopamine, everything was just... Blah, 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 blah. I just loved it. No, they were so happy and just so funny, like... The whole experience was fun. I'm not gonna lie, I loved it. But the weekend was chaotic. I yeah, it was just a mess. It was, it was messy. But me it and Hawther, like, fun. yeah, like we, me and Hawther, just we did a double event in one night. We had our cousin's graduation, then we went somewhere else. That never happens because me and her are just we, old we just ladies. get tired. Yeah, and we get tired. When but we this time sleep. we're in the car. And we're like, you know what? Should we just do it? Should we just, just, just swing by? And it wasn't <laughs> even that far away. Anyway, we turned up. And we just had a great time. To all the listeners that we met at the Schofield and Gala, thank you so much. You for, guys were so fun. Like, you guys were fucking amazing. I met so many people. Some of you were like, I sent scenarios. We were giggling about that. It was so much fun. Yeah, I know. You guys are vibes. It was honestly. just so nice to meet you all, honestly. But yeah, that was our weekend. We love you. That was the weekend. That was the weekend. Hmm? Also, guys... Don't forget to subscribe to the Patreon. The Patreon's live. The Patreon's it's got live. Like five scenarios now, which are all bloody juicy. <laughs> Last week's one was a tearjerker. I couldn't stop thinking about that the rest of the week. So I'm actually going to go and listen to the Patreon episode when I go home tonight. The and girls then, actually replied to our email. Did you know oh, that? Did she? Yeah, she replied and she was just really sweet. Bless her. And she's just living her best life now. And I'm so happy for her. We're happy that you've healed. Honestly, that story really got to me last week. I know. Um, and then what else was I going to say? And also, Amsterdam show. Still a few tickets left, guys. Let's do this. March 2nd. It's going to be amazing. So if you want to get your tickets, make sure you get on the link of the bio. Monday madness. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, my gosh. Shall I do... Is it best lie you've ever told? Yeah. Best yeah. Oh, there's not that many responses to this one. I did it late, soz. <sighs> All right. Monday Madness, guys. Let's let's dive in. Told my family my wedding venue fits 70 people, but it actually fits 200 plus. Surprise. <laughs> so what is she going to do? Just invite their people? <laughs> <laughs> so I think 70 is like what her parents and family, you know, the older lot. And then she's got, what's 200 takeaway 70? Quick maths. She's got one thirty of her nearest and dearest close girlfriends that she she's got invitations for. That's sick. You smart. That's actually so smart. You smart. So she basically. But I'm just saying, just generally speaking, Somali mothers are very nosy. They will go to that venue and ask for more. I don't think she's Somali. Then it works out. That's actually really smart. They won't go to the venue and ask for more. That's so disrespectful. No, Somali mums are out there. Oh my God, that is actually distasteful. Really? Yeah, what, going to a venue and asking for more tickets? Oh, I thought you meant like some random auntie. No, I'm saying your mum, like not you, but like the person's bride's mum. Sorry, I was just really shocked for a moment. Yeah, I was thinking random aunties that didn't get an invite are going to the venue saying, give me an invitation. Imagine that. Probably would happen. No, come on, <laughs> Probably would happen. <laughs> that each kid was my favourite. The what? So that each kid was... Oh, okay, that each child was her favourite. Yeah. <laughs> do you do that? Sometimes. Do you say that? You, do you actually have a favourite child? Depends on the season. <laughs> Depends on who's being the nicest. Who's always been... I know who your favourite child is. I'm not saying anything. That's up to you, love. <laughs> I can just tell by the way she looks at them. <laughs> I'm sorry, but they're like little humans. <laughs> Sometimes you like one more than the other. It doesn't it mean you happens. don't love them less. Telling my mum Malamad studies ended late, but really I went out every Saturday. <laughs> oh no, some of you can definitely relate to that. One. Vibes, vibes, vibes. If you can get away with lies. 
I know. You know what's friends. so crazy about lies when you're young? They don't feel like you're doing anything wrong. Mm-mm. It's like I'm just trying to get out of the strict parenting situation that I'm in. I need to. I need to live. <laughs> I'm just saying, girls that have immigrant parents who are strict are the best liars in the world. 100%. We get away with so much. With finesse. Now, I'm not saying it's a good thing. No, it's an absolutely bad thing. It's a horrible thing. Like, looking back now, I don't think I would tell the many lies that I told when I was younger today. Valid. Yeah. You grow out of lying. (laughs) We do. So if you're a compulsive liar, there's hope for you yet. But if you've got a booming social life and you've got a strict parent... Put those two, two together. The two don't go well together. It equals together. lies. There's no other way you're going to have that social life. No, it's really hard, isn't really it? Hard. Like, how can you be honest with your parent and just be like, Mum, like, I just want in a lot. I just want to go out. She'll just look at you like, you ain't going nowhere, you little slag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All that's what they're saying to you. Sura fedye. That's what they're saying. And then they'll just look at you sideways. Like, you want to go out? To our non-Somali speaking listeners, Surafed means, oh my God, it's like Hurguf again. How can I say <laughs> Surafed? Surafed is, is like, like, you're like on the streets. Like you're just, on, you're that girl that's always on the street. Like you're just going just a, around. Just someone who likes to be outside. Yeah, you just like to be on the street. She's a city girl. Just living your best life. Basically. Convinced Hoya my Ajinabi sneaky link was just an Uber driver. <laughs> <laughs> that is so smart. That's actually very clever. But then what if your mum... can never think of that. But Why what, have you got the same Uber driver? That's what I'm saying. What if your mum just sees the same person every time? Obviously, she's going to clock, like... Because if she's sitting at the front, that's too close. Yeah, because no one sits at and the front. And also, why would you... Now, coming from a household with a strict mother, if I was coming out of a car, that's not coming outside my house. I'm so sorry. No, I'm she's saying it's an Uber ra- driver. No, but still. Really? I'd tell the Uber driver come straight out. No, outside my Uber house. driver, that's fine. But I'm saying if it's the same Uber driver, your mum's not dumb, she's going to clock. No, of course. This, this is not going to work in the long run. If she keeps seeing I would the be same like car with off. the same man in the flipping driver's seat. I'd be like getting off a road ahead. I'm like, drop me here. That's, I mean, it, yeah. Logically, that would be smarter. Yeah, no, no, the car, the car cannot come anywhere no. near the house. You've got to be dropped off at least like 500 metres out. <laughs> Literally. But then again, the neighbours could see you. That's but true. But then you could tell them that it's an Uber driver. But then they're going to keep seeing the same car. Like, no, but then it was less work. likely for the neighbours to recognise the same car than your mum. Of course. But I'm just saying, if you have, because everyone has that one nosy neighbour that snitches on you, like, come on. Everybody has a nosy neighbor. It depends on the car as well. That is basically. If it's a silver Prius, it's not. I'm sorry, you can't clock that. But if it's a red Nissan, of course. If it's like a black BMW, bright blue, something like that. That's too. I'm so sorry. The car needs to be incognito. Yeah. Oh my god, we're helping her lie. Carry on. <laughs> Just make sure he drops your house away oh from your god, house. Oh my god, not near your house. Imagine your siblings see you. Carry on. That Maya Jama was my aunt, and my non-Somali friend believed it. How about your Maya? Maya is my cousin. She's my first cousin. I know. Kiltoni, you her first cousin. So people say that. I don't see it, but sometimes, like, I'll see an image of her and I'll be like, damn. No, shall I tell you how Kultorn looks like Maya Jama? Kultorn, go like this. It's this area. Yeah. <laughs> so close your mouth. <laughs> you got, we've got to show the viewers. You've got to close your mouth. No, it's you the mouth not- area. It's this area. I'm telling your you. It's like here. Yeah. She's, do you know who else he looks like? Have you ever watched The Wedding Planner? Oh, who's The Wedding Planner? Do you know what guy? Like I've gotten Drew Barrymore before. Okay, no, I don't know. No, no, I, don't I don't see. see I don't see Halima Aiden, but I think it's the hijab. I think like maybe it's the it's the face shape. But Can I see Maya more. Can we accept that Somalis just look like each other? That's because, a valid point. Because every true. friendship group probably has a, a Maya Jama lookalike. Like, let's be real. The chances valid, are very valid. high because Maya Jama looks very Somali. Valid, valid, valid. But wait, valid. who's this wedding planner? <laughs> Never heard white women before. Wait, bring up an enlarged picture. No, I don't. And my brother said the same thing. 
<laughs> I don't think so. I don't think I look no, like I this that hairstyle. Someone once said she Shanice Shanice Fudge. I don't know how to say her name. Oh, look Ooh, at you. Do you? Yeah. Damn. you just got a chameleon face. Yeah. I love this for you. Nice. You get away with a lot. I reckon basically every Halloween I could do a makeup look and look like a different person. I agree. Yeah. And it would look like, wow, the, the, the resemblance is uncanny. Telling a man I believe him. Valid. Me and my bestie told this girl that my bestie had a random thing called titanitis. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that an actual thing? Yeah, that with where your ears ring? Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's called something else. Titanitis. Oh, they're making up something. They felt like they were making up something. It was an actual thing. I thought they were referring to breasts, but then I just when I said the word out loud, it sounds like... It's like an ear infection. The ear infection, yeah. All right. Last one. When dating, I told him he was my first kiss. We are married now. It's all right. It's all right. It's a little white lie. (laughs) I told a girl she's my best friend, even though she wasn't. Oh, that's not nice. Sorry, what can we do? I need that I feel like it's going to cause more problems to say she's not her best friend. She can't say it now. She's already said she's her best friend. But if someone says to you, you're my best friend, are you going to say no to them? That's I'm going to say I have a lot of good friends. You could easily get past that question. I've got loads of good friends and you are one of them. You're very good at lying. Well done. During COVID, I aired my Duxie Matt Allen and told my mum I'd been passing seven months in brackets. Oh. As in passing them Ahmed, but really she hasn't been going. Oh. I think we all have those issues. Yes, that's it, guys. That's that's Monday Madness. Not it's not a good run this week, is it? You have to do better, ladies. I'm so sorry. Maybe our question was a bit shit. Maybe our answers were a bit shit. We'll never know. But that was a terrible Monday Madness. God. Okay, guys. First scenario. Let's go. So the title is. I ignored my husband so much that he went away without telling me. Oh my God. Damn, what'd you do, girl? So she goes, I, Carla, 30, I'm six months pregnant with mine and my husband, Harry, 31's first child. During this pregnancy, I've been very exhausted every day and would usually come home from work and go to bed an hour later. And then I'd wake up at midnight and reheat what Harry had made us for dinner. For a context, I've been a part of a huge work project that's been going on for months and I've been extremely overworked. On top of this, my husband doesn't have a job at this moment and isn't looking for one unless I remind him. I've been working overtime to get as much money as I can before maternity leave. Our anniversary was on the 6th of August and I'd asked him if we could have a romantic dinner at home and then snuggle up to watch TV under a warm blanket. I thought it was a wonderful idea since I was too tired to go out because I knew that Harry was doing the most, if not all of the household chores. Mm. However, he seemed a little annoyed when he agreed, but I thought nothing of it. She goes, the next morning, Harry seemed quite cold towards me, barely looked at me. Once I got home from work, he wasn't there, but that was the normal since he had been out with his friends. Um, What, normal to ignore your wife? No, normal for him not to be home. Right. Because he was out with his friends or he was at an interview, so I went to sleep. She goes, I woke up at 11 that night to see that I was still alone in the house, so I checked my phone and I had eight missed calls from Harry and a long text. What, all because of the anniversary suggestion? Are you having a laugh? I feel like she did him a bloody favour. She didn't ask to go out for some lavish meal. She said, let's stay in and cuddle up. What's, what's he playing at? I thought maybe it's because she told him to clean up. I don't know. She goes, I'm summarising, but the text read, I understand how tired you are because of this pregnancy and you have to work extra hours most days, but I'm over being ignored every day and having, <laughs> and having a five-minute conversation with you ever so often. You expect me to do all the housework and plan our boring anniversary alone. I'm really annoyed, so I'm staying at my friend's tonight. Oh text me when you see Text me when you see this. So he thought it was a boring anniversary because I thought it was boring as well. But she's tired. She's no, no. I get it. I get why she suggested it though. But bloody hell, for him to say it's boring is a bit of a stretch. Because I mean, anyway. So she goes. Of course, I called him and texted him. Why isn't he planning the anniversary dinner? What the hell? So many questions. (laughs) So she goes. Of course, I called him and texted him about being sorry and wanting to talk. 
But she goes, I never got an answer in the morning. I called my boss about having a day off and spent most of the week waiting for Harry and planning my apology. Where the hell's Harry? However, when he came home, he silently handed me a rose and a card saying that he loves me, but he needs a few days away for him to figure out what he's going to say or do. Harry's on his period. Harry's PMSing. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Because this happened on the 13th. Eight days later. So a whole week, basically. She goes, I messaged him every day and he would constantly say that he needed one more day or just another night at his friends to figure this all out. But on the 13th, I decided to go to the friend's home he was staying at to confront him. Mm -hmm. So I drove over nearly 30 minutes, banged on the door so hard that I could hear it echo from the inside. But at this point, I realised that I should have put more effort into our relationship. But he also should have talked to me about about this instead of running away. She goes, Harry's friend came to the door. I was confused, but pleased to see me. He seemed a little on edge <laughs> as I talked He's to like, him. like, come get this man out my house. Literally. <laughs> she goes, he seemed a little on edge as I talked to him. And he had to break the silence ever so often with comments about my pregnancy and how he couldn't wait to meet the baby. Finally, we stopped talking. And I practically demanded to see Harry, saying that I wanted to apologise, but also explain how childish he was being from hiding from me. The thing that I found out was absolutely hilarious. Oh, God. No, Hardy, but- <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> she goes, the thing that I found out was absolutely hilarious, but actually not at all. What was happening was that his friend said that Harry wasn't there and he had left for Ireland on the 9th. So on the ninth day, he left to go to Ireland. What? She goes, Ireland? To say that I was absolutely beyond furious and extremely confused would be such an understatement. She goes, his friend invited me in and sat me down to talk. Turns out Harry had told his friend our problems and had come up with the solution of going on a holiday <laughs> as a couple to sort everything out and learn to love each other again, in Harry's words. So of course, his friend thought that this was a lovely idea and helped him book the flight. Well, for the both of them. Listen, he helped him book the flight on that evening of the 5th, the first time he stayed at his friend's house. Since it was last minute booking, Harry's friend had stayed with him for quite a while before they found a flight, which was taking a few more passengers due to cancellation. His friend then explained how he'd been confused when I arrived at the door, but didn't want to say anything about the holiday in case it had ended early due to us arguing. Harry's return ticket is booked for the 20th of August, and I'm just so angry and quite heartbroken to be completely completely honest she goes I messaged him the moment his friend had finished talking about she goes the moment his friend had finished talking and Harry only responded an hour ago and nothing more and just said I had to figure things out sorry (laughs) (laughs) this is quite funny I mean it's 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 crazy but it's funny so she's from the UK yeah just to give you guys Harry's just up and left he said I don't want to do no housework I don't care that you're pregnant I just need a break from all of this. I mean, if he just communicated that a bit better and then went on his holiday, I think it would have been fine. I don't have the update, but Harry, don't know what you're on, love. All these men taking holidays. When shit hits the fan. And what, she's six months pregnant? The cheek of it. it just Over what? An anniversary dinner? And I, d- telling I think him he to was upset. Up. Yeah, I think he was upset more about like the expectation that he was the cleaner. But also, yeah, but you're like, not working, you're but, at home and you're not looking for a job. What do you expect? But also, it's just, it's really funny, like, that he's throwing his toys out the pram over that. When he could have just sat down with her and said, oh, like, I just don't like to be treated this way. Harry's so funny. He got his friend to book him a ticket to Ireland. Why didn't he book it himself? Because he's got no money. Oh, because he's a house husband. <laughs> oh, my God. So he lied to his friend and said that we're going to go on holiday together to sort out our problems. And he's only gone on and effed off to go Ireland. Harry's actually hilarious. Like, can we just talk about how funny this is? <laughs> just, just to teach her a lesson, to, to, to show more affection. I just, I don't know what his game plan is. I don't understand. I don't know what he wants to get from this. Because when Maybe. he comes back, obviously his wife's just going to be looking at him like... Maybe this is a sabotage to end the relationship. No, don't. Come on. Maybe this is a way. Maybe this is a way for him to run away without saying that he's running away. Do you think he's going to come back? Harry's living his best life in Ireland, love. He ain't coming back. Maybe if the money runs out. 
He might like, I think he's probably feeling a little bit downtrodden because he's unemployed, he's at home, he's doing the at home duties. Also, on top of that, there's the pressure of a heavily pregnant wife. Maybe everything's just getting to him and he's like, I need some time alone for a bit and I'm going to come back when I'm recharged and re-energised. But he just didn't know how to communicate that to his wife. That's what I suspect. That's me being... I think that's a great breakdown. Mm. Harry's still messaging his wife saying, I still need to think about things and not telling her that he's in Ireland. And then he made her think that he's at his friend's house. Yeah, it's a bit weird. She's six months pregnant, he's made her worried. I mean, obviously, there are some parts to the story, Hother, that don't quite make sense. So his friend booked them too, but he just took the ticket and left, which is just like, what's Harry playing at? I just want to know what Harry's up. Did he come back from Ireland? What happened, Harry? Like, what's going on? Have you fixed it? It's your first baby, you've got to be there. I just think it's all getting to him. He doesn't know what to do. Harry, and it's an online world. You can easily get a job online. A little remote job. Come on now. Yeah, but you know... You've got to get the stress. You know, sometimes, yeah, and I really do think about this, like, men have a lot of pressure when it comes to families. I don't. I know you don't want to hear this right now, but essentially... Why don't I want to hear (laughs) it? Because you just started going like this. No, I just don't think Harry's... No, no, he's not pulling his weight. But just think about it. Like generally, men do have a lot of pressure when it comes to families. Like they're the leaders. Do you know what I mean? So when they don't have a job or they're not being able to provide what they're supposed to do, it's just going to like. I think it's very. I think it's detrimental to their mental health. If anything, like I don't think anyone really thinks about that. Like they've got a massive pressure. He's got a wife a baby on the way and he doesn't have a job like can you imagine how fucking diminishing that must be as a man like come on I mean I completely agree with all of that but I'm just saying what she said Mm. also two sides to every story that's very true absolutely but the way Carla explained it he's not he's not doing anything active to look for a job yeah well she didn't really say he's doing anything did she she said she constantly reminds him to look for a job She's gotten too comfortable. And you know what? He might be struggling with his mental health. He might not be able to get out of the funk that he's in, but also mm. you've decided to procreate. So mm. you've just got to... Um, what's that thing that we say? It's just... Can you imagine? Like, It's just a bit sad, isn't it? Because obviously you've got a pregnant woman who's working you know, way more than she should. She'd be, she should be putting her feet up, if anything. And then he's just at home cleaning. But also, like, that's just I, such a like weird little contrast. It's a weird contrast, but also I feel like um, if she, if their relationship was always like this, then I can understand his frustration. But if she's now pregnant and like she's tired all the time and she's not putting in the same effort that she used to do in the relationship, I think he should cut her some slack. Come on, no, but absolutely. I just honestly, he's being very selfish right now because he's the one with all the time. But. Um, What's Harry gonna do? Come back in nine months when the baby. It's just here. weird. I don't know how to think. I don't know how to like think about this because you know what? Like, really and truly, it should be basically Harry working and 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 basically his wife. Do you know what I mean? At home, relaxing and doing all the extra bits. Do you know what I mean? And supporting him that way. But it's just weird. Like the whole thing is just backwards. And I know there's some families that live like that have those like kind of arrangements and stuff. Like I get it, but it's just weird for me to put myself in either of their shoes because this is not a dynamic that I'm used to like seeing. Yeah, I think if it works for them, it works for them. But I think it's the reaction. Yeah, he's, he just doesn't know how to communicate, basically. And then the reaction's quite scary because every time something happens to you guys, are you going to run away to Ireland? Yeah, I mean... That it's going to get worse when you've got a, a baby. I'm not going to lie. Like, the, I think he, he there's a lot he could have done um, in preparing her for, like needing space like at least giving her the reassurance that like he's gonna come back and stuff like that and you know he just needs some time away which he didn't do um but also he's got a lot of explaining to do when he does come back do you know what I mean also he could have just planned the anniversary it's not nice to leave someone in the lurch when they are pregnant that's mean yeah but we hope you get through it Harry guys we're gonna play another game of guess the person (laughs) guess the thing Guess the thing. Guess guess who. Guess whatever it is. Because there's loads of different things. I go first. Ready? 
This was a a dolly that ever, all the kids used to play with, especially girls. Polly Pocket. A dolly Barbie. that worked. Thank you. This is a place in Europe that people like to drink a lot. A place in a country in Europe that people like to drink a lot. Okay. Next, moving on. This is a form of art where it's a it's a human form. A mime. An art that is static is human form. A sculpture. <laughs> You're not good at describing a whole though. You actually sabotaged me. She's Taylor Swift's bestie. In the Lana media. Dara. I don't know if she's her real bestie, but she's her online bestie. Lana Del Rey. Nope. Sophie Bridges. No. Phoebe Bridges. No. Move on. Brown hair. Used to date Justin Bieber. Kendall. Gigi. Bella Hadid. What? Gigi Hadid. <laughs> Move on. Um, this is a country in... Selena Gomez. Sorry, Gary. <laughs> I just thought about it. Yeah. Um, this is a country... Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, so you got one. Next in line to the throne. William. This is a place... In Greece. Athens. Road. Thank you. Yes. You have this in your house in your old room and you sleep on it. A bed, mattress. What type of bed? In your in your in your new room that you fixed up, you sleep on this. A double bed. Thank you. When I want something, when I want you to pick up that phone and give it to me, what do you say? Give me the phone. No. What is it? Bring me the phone. Oh. You got three. I'm not so shit at describing now, am I? After all, it's because you've got your groove back. I'm exhausted, carry on. Okay. Um, Justin Timberlake, she wrote about him in the book. Britney Spears. This is a snake and it's quite lethal. A cobra. No. I don't Monty. Carlo. No, okay. <laughs> what is the action of like getting a thing and just rubbing it, rummage, thingying it through your hair? Brushing. Yes! <laughs> Um, this is a type of food. <laughs> python. How would I guess the python? You could have said the biggest snake. I said Monty, Monty Python. Who knows a Monty fan? He had an amazing speech last night and he won a big award and he talked about Beyonce not getting album of the year. Jay-Z. Um, this is the area that we live in, but... Middlesex. The county, thank you. Um, you clean... This in the bathroom, specifically the place that you do a poo. You clean with it, and specifically the place you. What is, is the thing? What is the ob- what's the thing that you use to go do a? Poo? I know exactly what you're talking. What is it called? A toilet brush. Toilet brush. Please, <laughs> <laughs> English is not my first language. <laughs> he won. I'm a celebrity this year. Sam something. I, you know what I mean, Sam. Did you get the point for that? I do. Okay, so this is, you know when, you ha- when you're wearing a bra, what are the things called that go over your shoulder? A bra. I forgot. I, forgot. I really forgot. Strap. Um, yes. <laughs> um, this isn't a lion, but it's a... Tiger. Yes. The place where you go to the gym... Leisure centre. Oh, it's leisure. Mm. You didn't get it though. So you got Tiger and Sam Thompson and Strap. It's your 6-6 at the moment. Damn. Mm. It's alright, it's done. 6-6. Right. Game's over. Game's over, guys. We drew. Right, scenario number two. <laughs> well, this episode's so dead. I'm, just, I'm exhausted. I'm on my period. It's alright, guys. You know what? This is, na- this is natural. It's what we all go through. Next week, I'll be happy. What is the luteal phase? Luteal. Yeah. Isn't that from science? Yeah. From like GCSEs? Yeah. Okay, but wait, you've got to give me what topic it was it on? Was it on ovaries and that? Yeah. Luteal phase. It's like a period phase, isn't it? It's a, it's a period. It's the part before your period where you're the bitchiest. Oh, that was me last week. But I wasn't bitchy last week. I think I had good energy last week in comparison to the week before. Anyway. Oversharing. Oversharing. As we do. <laughs> Right, shall we carry on? Hello, I recently found out that I was pregnant. My husband and I are very excited as this will be our first baby. Love that for you. Went to the OB. I'm 10 weeks along and the doctor says the baby and I are doing very well. 
I told my co-workers at the office that I'm expecting and everyone was excited for me and some of the ladies want to plan a baby shower for me. That's actually really sweet. I know. Co-workers planning a baby shower, not in England. Absolutely not. <laughs> it must be in sunny Australia. Do you know what I mean? I'm overwhelmed by all their kindness. However, there was one girl who pulled me aside. We'll call her Abby. Abby is 23. She just graduated and has a tendency to overstep. When she pulled me aside, she told me I shouldn't go through with the pregnancy. I can't. I don't know if I can read this. (laughs) What the actual... This is crazy. When she pulled me aside, she told me I shouldn't go through with the pregnancy because A, this job doesn't pay us well. My salary is pretty decent. So is my husband's. And B, climate change. And C, I'm part black and doctors kill black women. She went on about how doctors are to black women what police are to black men. And while I understand that sentiment and I have read the data on black women in the American health system, I'm talking to my doctor to make sure my pregnancy is safe for me and my baby. Abby kept pushing and said, you will die if you have this baby. Uh What is she? She kept... What the hell? How do you know? What the hell? She kept pushing, so I went to HR and they talked to her. Imagine someone coming up to you. You're going to die if you have this baby. How horrible. HR is doing an investigation and Abby is telling everyone in the office that she was just stating facts and is trying to save my life. Oh, I mean, is Abby autistic? No, because you know, no, I'm not even taking the piss, but you know people that have are on the spectrum, they're quite literal. Mm. so like they say the first thing that comes to mind without really thinking the first thing that comes to their mind but also they take situations literally like the idea that we know black and bme women are four times or is it five times more likely to die from childbirth because of neglect from doctors Mm. but she's taking that literally so now to physically say that to her and be like you will die if you have this baby do you know what I mean? There's a nuance to it. Like you can have, you can know the facts about something, but she also be, be empathetic. Like, she might just be socially awkward and doesn't know how to say it in an empathetic way. I'm just saying she could be on the spectrum. She could be on the spectrum. So HR's doing an investigation and Abby's telling everyone in the office that she was just stating facts and is trying to save my life. And I'm the selfish one for trying to have a baby while everyone is poor and the planet is dying. She's trying to twist what she said to make herself look good and I'm just so upset. I know HR will handle it, but I just need to get this off my chest. Thank you for reading my rant. So what do we think, guys? Such an awkward thing to say to someone. It's just so random, isn't it? Like, imagine someone coming up to you and saying, don't have this baby. You will die. You will die if you have this baby. That would make me really paranoid. But her reasons... I can understand why she's saying it because she, she, she's thinking about her well-being. Mm. But also this seems like a very educated woman and I feel like she should be very much in control of like being in the doctor and... Mm. Like planning her pregnancy. Planning her pregnancy but also having someone to advocate for her. Yeah. So I it's mean, an awkward thing to say to a co-worker though. Like that's weird. Abby's 23, she's probably just graduated, you know what I mean? Because you know when you're at uni, you're a proper social activist, like just a warrior. Yeah, but having... So she probably came in, she probably got employed, this might be her first job. She sees a pregnant woman. I mean, like, this isn't... This this is so far-fetched. This is very uncommon, I'm not going to lie. This is just how I'm trying to, like, think about, like, how Abby can... How to justify what Abby said. Maybe she's just, you know... One of those protest babies that went to uni and did the most. Do you know what I mean? But the American version. She could be like a very advocate person. Yeah, she could be. But like you got a... to understand social cues. You can't just come up to someone and be like, "No, of course." No, but I know are, you're pregnant. There are but, a lot know, of like young. There's a people. lot of kids on this planet. You know, climate change. You can't be bringing someone else. But you know, there's like a lot of young people that like to like say things to make other people feel uncomfortable in the moment. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Just because of their youth, they don't understand this is a very weird conversation, but they'll just say it because frontal lobe perhaps hasn't developed. She's two years from frontal lobe developing. She I know, well, it's clearly not developed, has it? Hold she's on. not young though. She's going around telling pregnant if, women they're going to die. No, so. but she's not young. Stop making excuses for her. She's 23 years old. That's an adult. No, come on, 23. 
It's an adult cartoon. Okay, yes, 23 is an adult. I get it. But you know what I mean. Like, they're just... I can take she's socially awkward and she doesn't know how to speak to a co-worker. There's but just I some 23-year-olds that are fucking weird. Like, let's be real. Do you know what I think? She can be weird, but we can't blame her youth. I'm so sorry. She's not 18. She knows better than to randomly go Colton. She's Do not have the this only child. Got other black woman in the office and is trying to warn a fellow black woman. I was the girl black. And saying, fight the power. Is Abby black? We don't know. But could be. I'm saying, could be a fellow Abby black does not person. sound black. Why not? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Abby does yeah. not sound black at all. To go to another black woman and say, don't have this kid. No, come on. Die. I feel like... No, I'm sorry. There's no way a white woman can go up to a black woman and say, don't have this child because they're four times more likely to die. A white woman would say that to a black pregnant woman. I feel like I I, I accept that more from America, especially if she grew up in one of those um, I feel like I can see a black woman saying it to another black woman in like a, in like a, uh, and if a black woman, in a caring sort of way. To just be a bit more careful when going to these checkups. But she that. didn't say it in that way. No, but like I'm not talking about Abby in this instance. I'm just saying, like I can imagine a black <coughs> woman saying it to another black woman, but a white woman to say that to a black woman, I think, is wild. Oh, as in like just giving her the facts about childbirth. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. That's on why that. maybe Abby, I think, could be black. But she's not giving. <laughs> she's not giving her the facts. She's basically saying you will die. She's, no, no, she gave her the she's facts. She's scaremongering she, her. No, she said, she basically said, she went on about how doctors are to black women, what police are to black men. Um, and then she goes... Bruv, she's scaremongering her. Stop, this woman is not black. She goes, this job doesn't pay us well. Climate change, I'm part... Um, she's part black. Who? Abby! And I'm lost. Killed. Who is Abby? Yeah. Abby is the 23-year-old. She's a part black woman telling another woman to be careful. That's how I see oh, it. Oh, I thought the, I thought the, pers- the author was part black. Yeah, I thought that too. Yeah, Colton, I think you I don't know now. I think the author's part black. She goes, no, she I'm said part I'm, black. She said, I'm part black and doctors kill black women. This Look, Abby's 23. She just graduated, has a tendency to overstep. When she pulled me aside, she told me I shouldn't go through with the pregnancy because A, this job doesn't pay us well, B, climate change, and C, I'm part black and doctors. Oh, she yeah. she's part Yeah, black. like the author. Oh, fuck, I don't know, man. Is Abby white? Because I just think it's weird if Abby was white, you know. It is a bit weird, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, maybe that is why she went to HR, because she felt very uncomfortable by it. Shall I tell you what doctors did to me when a juice was born? Yeah. It was really scary. What did they do? So basically, you know when you have all your midwife appointments, I... When you have your first baby, I thought you always had the same midwife, but you don't. There's a shortage of midwives in the community. So you have an appointment with a different midwife all the time, especially if you live like in inner city London. Mm. If you like live in rural, not rural, but like if you live outside of London, like Slough, you might have the privilege of having like the same midwife. Anyway, so I had all these different midwives. So then when I gave birth, I had no one to really show me how to breastfeed and do all these things. So then when I gave birth, they sent me home after like five hours. Wait, they, did the midwife didn't come in and show you? She showed me a little bit, mm. but not a lot. Not when we first had him, mm. right? So we had him, we got home. I was like, fine, I know how to do this. You just stick them on the boob and that's it. But I thought he was breastfeeding all that time. He wasn't. <gasps> So like I was like milking, oh my God, milking your boob is so painful by the way. So I was like milking my boob to get like the colostrum out. Colostrum is like the yellow substance they need to begin with. Yeah. So it gives them energy while like read about it. Anyway, so I was trying to get the colostrum out and squeeze my tit out. Nothing was really coming out, but I just kept putting him on. But he was latching on, so I thought, yeah, he's drinking milk. Was Three he su- days was later. Was he like suckling? He was sucking. It all seemed like it, but also he was tongue tied. That was the other problem that I had that I didn't know about. Anyway, so three days later, this boy goes yellow. Like, his eyes are yellow. He's got neonatal jaundice, which is very common. But, like, his eyes are yellow. His body's gone yellow. And I'm like, this doesn't look right. So I call up the nurse, and I'm like, listen, I think he's got jaundice. Like, what the hell? And I didn't know about neonatal jaundice. And I thought, if he had jaundice, it's, like, this big serious thing. And, like, that's it, right? So she was like, oh, no, just bring him in. We'll stick him under the UV light. He'll be fine in two days. What? They stick him under the UV light? Honestly, guys, so blasé. This is really weird. So blasé. 
so then we go to A and E. Like he's going for a little tan when he's literally. The it was so crazy, guys. It makes no sense. So I was like, so that's all he needs, and she was like, yeah, and then he'll be fine in like two, two, three days. And I'll be honest, neonatal jaundice is very common because I read about it while I was in. Do the they A&E. actually go like bright yellow like Homer Simpson? Not, no, 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 no. Like he's he's a black child, so like your his skin is like a hue of yellow, but you can see it in his eyes oh. and his like fingers and things like that. Anyway, so we go to A and E, and um, what happened? So I'm like panicking, figuring out what neonatal jaundice is. I'm like, and imagine I've just given birth. I'm really depleted emotionally, yeah, but I'm like trying to keep this together, right? So in my head, inside, I'm like, I'm such a fucking failure. Aww. Three days in, what's happened? Yeah. Anyway, so he goes under the UV light and like, they were like, oh, so you got to stay the night over. So we thought after one night, it'll be fine, he'll be okay. So the UV light wasn't working. Wow. So they were like, you've got to stay another oh week. Oh my God. What do you mean the UV light wasn't working? The UV light wasn't working. He wasn't feeling properly. As in like they had him under there for hours and it just wasn't So the wasn't UV light warm. is like this little tray and then like this, it's like a tanning bed for kids, honestly. And then you put these little things on his eyes. He had goggles and, like, on as a newborn baby. No, it wasn't goggles, but it's this thing to cover his eyes. And like, obviously he's a newborn. He's not going to keep it on. It oh was just no. hell. That's very chaotic. Hell. And your mum was sitting with me for a bit. It was actually hilarious. But I'll Aww. tell you what happened. So then after that, so we were there for like four days. Now he's getting a bit better. So then like they do a blood test on him to check um, if the bilirubin, which is what increases to create... The, if the bilirubin increases in his liver, I believe, that's what creates the neonatal jaundice because he's not secreting urine properly because mm. obviously he's not drinking milk from me, right? Mm. So the lady's trying to help me breastfeed and he's not drinking from me, so she's trying to put him on a bottle. And I'm like, it's my first baby, so I'm like, no, I'm not having a bottle. I need to breastfeed. Da, da, da. She was like, well, there's nothing coming out your tits, so you've got to do it. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I've got to breastfeed. In the end, the breastfeeding worked. So he was breastfeeding, we were there, he was still under the UV light, he was getting better, he was doing urine. And then they so take- can I just ask, does, is the UV light so that he can get his, are they just tanning him so he can get his color back? So he's trying to get, he's trying, I think the UV light is to get vitamin D, I believe, or something oh, like that, to create, to get rid of the bilirubin in the pancreas or the liver. Any neonatal nurses listening, please correct me. But yeah, I think that's what it is, I don't know. Okay. But what they need is for the bilirubin to go down, for him to secrete to more pee, urine yeah. and then he gets rid of all the bilirubin in his urine and then like his colour comes back and then everything else can function. Anyway, he was functioning. Then they're like, let's take his blood to figure out if, um, I don't know what they were trying to figure out, but they were like, let's figure out something to do with his blood, yeah. So bear in mind, this boy's drinking now. He's going to the toilet. He's like weeing in his nappy. He's still using the UV light. So then they come back with his blood test results and they're like, and your mum was there, I still remember this day. And, still, and they came back, they were really scared. And they were like, basically his blood is like thinning. Um, so we need to take him to ICU. What? Like NICU. The little boy who's peeing and is getting better. Everything. And, and very much. Pause, pause. So when they were taking his blood, yeah, they take it from the foot. And it, and it was just, um, it was normal. Like he had the moment they pricked him like his skin healed like the blood in the bottle looked normal there was nothing to say that it was like watery or whatever was he he's awake he's not sleeping or anything at this point no he's fine like he's just a newborn baby and they say take him to ICU so they're like they come back and they're like this blood result is basically saying that your baby's blood is really thin that's what they said to me they didn't explain it properly so they were like we need to take him to NICU and get him a blood transfusion like look how it went from normal (laughs) to this extreme. So me and your mum are sitting there like, huh, like what are you talking about? Have you got the wrong test results? Yeah, I was like, are you sure? Um, Are you sure? Because I was like, I was watching when they were taking his blood and his blood was fine. It wasn't, no, it wasn't thin, sorry. They were saying his blood was thick. Sorry, forgive me, story, let's recap. So they were saying his blood was thick and they need to give him thinners in NICU to make his blood run normal. Mm. So when I was saying to them, I was like, well, when you guys took his blood, his blood was fine, like it was running, it was liquid, like it wasn't thick, what are you talking about? Isn't that called like haemophilia? I don't know. I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, nurses. Anyway, <laughs> so then I'm like, no, this doesn't make sense. And this is why you should trust your gut as a mom, I swear to God. So then the, this woman came to me and she was such a rude midwife, I swear to God. And I, because I was like, um, so because wait, wait, I was wait, questioning wait, pause, them. Pause, pause, pause. 
So you've got the <laughs> test results now, and then a woman has just appeared. So a doctor and a midwife came to me and explained the results to me. And then I said to him, I don't believe this, because I was like, I was there when he took his blood mm. and his blood wasn't thin. So can you show me what the blood bottle looks like? Because I'm not gonna just give you my newborn and take him to NICU. Mm -hmm. And then the doctor left and he was like, he left and he was like, let speak to the midwife. And essentially the conversation was, you guys convince her. Do you get it? So the doctors called these midwives and said, convince her to so take, that we can take her baby away. To, to take her baby to NICU, to give him blood thinners, to because he was just like, I can't be asked right now. Do you get it? But not in a mean way. That's he was just, like busy. He was busy. So then this midwife comes back and she's like, you can't delay this any longer. It's your baby's health. You need to think about it. All this stuff, yeah? And at this point, I haven't slept for like a whole week. I'm very emotional. She's being really rude to me. Yeah. Like very, like there was no empathy whatsoever. She's like, we need so to So then take I'm baby. like, I literally just looked at her and said, you're not gonna take my fucking baby. You need to show me the blood test result that you had and the vial, and then I will believe you. You can't just randomly say, I've done his results like, and something's happened. Wait, so at this point, they haven't showed you any no. blood test results? They've just showed me the results to say Billa Rubin, whatever, but they haven't, like, they're just explaining things in a non but were they, you know when, way. You know when they said his blood is thick? Yeah, I was like, were show they, me the bottle. Were they reading from something when they said no. this? So they just came up to Yeah, you. they were like, we got his results. No evidence. So I was like, show me the bottle. I was like, what? That doesn't make sense. I was there when you took his blood. And I'm like, fine, I do mental health nursing, but surely I know what blood thick thick blood looks like. It would be gloopy. Anyway, I don't know. Anyway, so I was like very adamant. I was like, at least show me what the bowl looks like. Explain it to me properly. You can't just come here and tell me I'm going to take your baby. Yeah. Anyway, she was like, let's take you to NICU first. And then, and then we can we can talk about it to one of the registrars over there. Mm. So then I was like, fine. So me, Hawaiian and Idris go together. I'm very adamant now. I'm like, I'm in mama bear mode, yeah? yeah. So then we go to NICU. And then, and I, and then I said to one of the... Um, matrons or whatever I was like I don't want this midwife on my case because she was really rude to me she was very like verbally she was just very unempathetic like very fucking rude and she could tell I was crying I was very tearful and you know like when women give birth they've got something called baby blues at last stage that could really put you into psychosis but other nurses were uh, other midwives were really nice anyway I was really fucking sad like I was crying I was tearful but I was like we've got to hold it together anyway so we get to the NICU right mm -hmm. And then I'm like to Hawaiian, you wait with Idris, make sure they don't take him. <laughs> make sure they don't take my baby. <laughs> she was like, you go talk to them, yeah? <laughs> so then I go speak to the registrar and I'm like, listen, I don't understand what you mean by my child has thick blood. I was like, go and test him now. Prick his foot, you'll see his blood is running fine. I was like, I'm not going crazy. I'm telling you I'm right, yeah? So she was like, okay, just to, just for your peace of mind, I'm gonna do the test again. She pricks his foot, his blood is fine. She was like, oh. And whose results did they read out to you? Let me tell you. <laughs> so she goes, I'll make sure that this goes to the uh, place that they examine bloods. I'll take it myself. Cause I was like, I don't trust you. Also, the nurse that was um, giving me the information beforehand said to one of the doctors that I was paranoid. Oh, that's And cheeky. I wasn't fucking paranoid, yeah? So then when that's the registrar cheeky. takes so the sorry. blood, right? She comes back with the results in like two hours. The results are fine. Your baby's fucking fine. Yeah? So I went livid. This time my husband came. I was like, I'm not fucking having this. I was like, where's that nurse? And where's that doctor? I'm Where is she bring her to me now? I was like, I'm finally complaining. I said, what happened? I was like, you guys were gonna give my child blood thinners and he could have died if I didn't fight for him. So what did she say? And if I wasn't, and imagine if this was any mum, yeah, that didn't speak English Who properly. Who had a language barrier. A language barrier. From a disadvantaged background. Anything. Had a disability, they weren't able to speak properly. That's sad. They would have killed their child. Isn't that crazy? Anyway, I was like, I need to know what you guys did wrong. They're panicking, running around, figuring it out. Did that woman apologize? To no, you? she didn't. In the end, she left the sh she left for their shift that night, right? Oh. So then, in the end, the night doctor came and explained the situation. They mixed two bottles, two babies' bottles, <gasps> with my child with another child. Isn't that mad? That is so dangerous, right? And they didn't. And they didn't even apologize to me in the end. I was just like, in the end, I was like, I don't what, feel safe. What did here. they say? What did they say? How can they not apologize? No, the, one of the matrons came up and obviously said, "Sorry that this happened," but like, 
the people involved who didn't believe me and made me out to be paranoid didn't apologize to me. Anyway, in the end, I was already like aggravated. And when I heard that my baby was fine, I was like, I want to discharge myself. I hope you wrote a long oh, I did, I did, I three did. page email to CQC. <laughs> because bloody hell, that is so scary. I know. So when they tell you that black women are four times more likely to die, that's probably true, and their babies, because they don't fucking listen to you. And then she kept like, I remember she kept questioning me. She was like, I know you're a nurse, but you need to just relax and listen to us. We know what we're doing. Mm. And I was like, I don't even care about nursing or what are you talking about? I was just like, you don't come to someone, give them these test results, say you're gonna go somewhere and not explain things properly. Anyway, it just really, it really ruined things for me. So when I had my second baby, I made sure I was like, I need to see every single test result. <laughs> give me the book. I'm reading it for myself. You know, when they give you the little yeah. notes and stuff. No, honestly, that's no. so scary, Hawthor. Imagine you didn't go with your intuition in that moment. I know. And you know what was so crazy, guys? I think about it now, honestly, I could cry. It was like three, it was like, it, it all happened in the space of like 12, 24 hours. I they kept saying to me, they're gonna call social services on me because I'm like delaying my child's care. I was like, I am not delaying anything. All I need is for you to prove to me, like you can't just say my, I was like, look at his blood. And then the worst thing was, I was like, okay, if you think I'm going crazy, just test his blood now. Yeah. Like the other registrar did, like it wasn't a problem. Yeah. But it was the fact that they were gaslighting me, making me feel like I was, like I didn't know what I was talking about. And the fact that she said I was paranoid, that kicked me off. I was like, I'm not paranoid. Bitch. I know. You know, on top of that, you know what, like, it's really sad is the fact that you are in that moment feeling quite like emotional, vulnerable. I was so tearful. And the and the saddest thing is like, I, you know, when it's like, I don't know how to explain it to you guys. Like now that I've had children, I'm a bit more open with my emotions mm. of like, I'll just cry. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's okay for me now. But back then, I was like 24 years old. Like, what is crying? On? I've never had any mental health problems, alhamdulillah, at that point. So to feel just like, honestly, the plague of those three days, I remember it. Like, the anxiety. I was in my head. Oh. I was tearful. I was emotional. I was so low. Yeah. And then, like, you just have to think, like, you can't. You're already in this shit situation, like mentally. No, I'm so glad. And you've got to be strong for your kid. I'm it's so just glad that you stood, you stood up for yourselves because, like, there's a weird little power dynamic between doctors and patients, nurses and patients. Do you know what I mean? Like, they just think they know everything. It happens more with, like, people from disadvantaged backgrounds because they can't advocate for themselves as well as, like, say, their white counterparts. Any mum, although it could have been anyone, like yeah, Alhamdulillah, it was you that like I was told like, them they're wrong. I'm not anyone that. else, my mum probably would have gone there and said, "Okay, fine." Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? And it would have made their child worse. It would have probably killed their child. It was crazy. Like this is what happens when you're not like meticulously checking, like when you're not doing your job properly. It's just like even it's I, just the way I they work in healthcare. To you. Yeah. I've never spoken to someone like that. I don't, like, if I, and especially in mental health, it's very sticky. Like, I would never, ever speak to a patient and their family the way that woman spoke to me. Like, mm, it's so it degrading. Really it was very much like, I know what I'm telling you. You're fucking crazy. Like, it was just, I felt gaslit. And then at one point, I was like, maybe I am doing something wrong. And I was like, no. I was like, just check his blind. I'm not going crazy. Yeah. I was even sitting with your mum and I was like, and I, I was speaking to my husband on the phone and I was like, bruv, like we both saw him taking his blood, like it was fine. Yeah. But why what, Why did it take so long for you but to you just know, check his leg and prick his leg? What I don't understand, I just don't get, like how can someone come to you with information and there's no like paperwork to... Like no, they probably had it. paperwork. They probably had paperwork. But it was like for the wrong child. But it was for the at... wrong child. But like the thing that aggravated me more was oh, they so there was been... no way that they could have known unless they did another exact. test. And they wouldn't do the test. That's what I'm saying. Oh. They were like, you just have to believe us. And I was like, I'm not going to because I saw my child's blood. It was fine. It was, it was like mine. Yeah. I was like, all you have to do for my peace of mind we I'm a mum, I'm a test. new mum. Just do the test. It's not going to do anything. He's a newborn. Shit. 
But yeah. Because I thought it was like, if it was a simple case of them having to go back and check notes, be like, oh shit, it's the wrong child. Sorry. Like, But that's what they did afterwards when they realised that what, his blood was fine. But their whole thing was, we don't want to do another test. Like, we don't want to take yeah, the time. Yeah, like, to, I know what I'm doing. To go out of my way to do another test because the test is like 100% certain. Is that arrogance of saying, I know more than you because I am the doctor or I am this person of power yeah. and I will basically... Um, I'm telling you what to do. You need to listen to it. Otherwise, like, and even to threaten me with social services. A new, a a new mum, guys. This That's is just so a crazy. PSA to say, always go with your intuition. Don't ever see doctors or nurses as being powerful than your intuition. No, trust your gut always. And if you fine. think they're making a bad decision question them and don't stop because literally it could be that decision that you make in that moment it could be life or death situation honestly I'm now he's six years old so alhamdulillah <laughs> it's all good <laughs> oh yeah. my god all of that is so scary I know. imagine like people listen this might be people listening to this who are like mums who have gone through similar things before where they thought oh shit like the doctor's trying to tell me something different yeah, I mean, bias is crazy. Bias is crazy, but the data speaks for itself. Indeed. So you know what, Abby? Kudos to you. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, guys, that is the end of our episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please make sure that you support our YouTube and you support the podcast by leaving us a lovely review. Tell us what you think. Did you like the episode? Are we boring? What is it? Something wrong with us today. Honestly, I'm so tired. I need my. I need to take my vitamin D. And don't forget to subscribe to the Patreon, guys. We love you. All five of you. <laughs> oh, there's more now. I know, I saw. I was actually pleasantly surprised. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Bye, guys. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.